Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox-Starks. Hi guys, I hope that today is finding you happy and healthy and well and well into (laughs) the fifth dimension and enjoying the new energies of late. I know I have. The sky has been a phenomenal sight to behold. I am seeing blues I've never seen. I'm seeing... I can't even describe the color. Um, pink, peach, orange, and red mixed with yellow does not quite describe it. Colors I've never seen it before, maybe ever, ever in the sky. The clouds look like they're cartoon painted clouds from the most beautiful dreamlike sequential animation movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I can't describe it. It's just what super high vibration. <laughs> and from this higher state of mind and vibration, something of a lower nature has come into my field of awareness within my building. I mentioned many times about the uh, couple across the hall that has decided that being of the dark being in an evil pathway is where they want to be they are brujos but they're evil brujos you know evil witches they have decided to be in the dark way well they have a kid who's walking the middle path who's gray and he wanted this to be I asked God about this and God told me this kid's soul chose to have two very dark, very evil, narcissistic parents as his parents. And I'm like, why would this little kid choose this? Well, it turns out he's walking the gray path and he wants to choose the light. And the only way is to see how evil, evil can get up close so that he could reject his parents and move towards the light and finally make that holy decision so that he can move on with the rest of us in the ascension. So... His name is Tiago. If you guys want to send him love and light, um, help him turn towards the white light. But they have been uh, in trouble quite a bit. They have tried to cause trouble for me and my kid quite a bit. The wife has tried to seduce. This grown woman has tried to seduce my kid, which is illegal. Hello, pedophile. (laughs) And my kid, I mean, we have like done a bunch of stuff to get rid of their negativity You know, we're constantly, um, we are told not to leave. We have to stay here um, to balance the energies of the planet from this point. (laughs) Like my kid has come into the awareness that we we're here for a spiritual purpose and reason. And so we're like constantly trying to manage the energy of the building to protect all the people of the building from their negativity. 
Like literally anyone and everyone who's tried to become their friend within a week or two turns their back on them because they are so evil. And the kid isn't crying and screaming as much as he was. So that is a good thing. I have tried to send him, you know, send angels to him to protect him. But it's come to my awareness that today, uh, They've brought two new children into the household. Both are little girls, maybe three little girls. I'm not quite sure. My, my kids saw it from the window. He's like, oh, you have got to be kidding me. So please send love and light to these children. They're girls and they're on the light side to help him turn to the light. So from a spiritual perspective, God told me what's going on. I see the bigger picture. I'm asked not to interfere physically. This is their manifestation this is their choosing. I mean, <laughs> if stuff goes down, you better believe I'm calling the cops again. Many, many times we've had to call the cops on these people and their violentness to show this in front of children. It's, it's just very evil. But just please, if you guys have it in your hearts, if this is a, something, a story that kind of tugs at your heartstrings a little bit, just send love and light. Love and light. Don't take in the negativity of the situation. Just send them angels. Send them love and light. A constant barrage. Um, I'm asking that mirrors be put up um, around my family so that we reflect back to people what they put out and we don't get it inside of us. Do the same for you if you have a similar situation. Put mirrors around. It's called mirror magic. Put the mirrors around you reflect back out just you beam your positive beautiful white light that I know you are you beam that out and it reflects in every direction and when people try to send negative your way it reflects back on them and you never even feel it also put shine a light down on them so that the world can see what they're doing the world near us so that if they do need to be arrested for harming these children they will be really soon also the white light towards the babies because I hate to see anyone suffer but it's really truly none of my business our souls are mature they know what they're doing we picked what we are living from before we the time we were born so you know they have to take responsibility this is a time for all souls to take responsibility and that is Ah, it's what we're doing. <laughs> it's hard though. Sometimes when you see stuff from like a physical perspective, it's like, Ooh, I don't know. I don't like the situation. I don't want to judge anybody. I love and accept people for who and what they are. Even if they are evil, that's what they chose. But I mean, until the separation rocket booster <laughs> comes online and we're boosted all the way up where we may still see some stuff. Don't let it affect you. Keep moving in the light. Keep moving in the way and the path and the truth of the light that is within you. (laughs) And it's all around you. And the ascension energies, they're just there. We're here. (sighs) Alhamdulillah. (laughs) You know, uh, thanks to God. Bismillah rahman rahim Bless this God the creator and all merciful bless this even bless this still bismillah that's all that means bismillah ask god to bless it god bless it <laughs> so last night something happened to me as i'm starting to fall asleep 
Now, I am no stranger to having beings in my room trying to bug me while I'm asleep because that's a twilight zone where you're able to kind of catch it a little more. Even if you're psychic, it's easier to get into um, your mental awareness. Well, I was surrounded by beings of light. Oh, good God. They looked like praying mantises. They were seven to eight feet tall. Terrifying, yeah? It was terrifying. And I said, okay, you guys have an appearance of being extremely terrifying. You need to tell me. State the nature of your purpose in my room. Why are you in my life? State your purpose right now. I need to know your nature, your purpose. Why are you here? And I heard chirping of freaking praying mantises all around me, which was terrifying but yet soothing and then they felt familiar and then I literally felt a praying mantis a giant end of a praying mantis arm reassuring my forearm (laughs) and I felt so much love and so much compassion and they said we're just here to adjust your energy we're here to send you love and light we're helping you with your ascension We're beings from obviously another planet and we look different than you. Do not judge our outer appearance. Do not be afraid. We're here to love you. Scared the crap out of me. I don't like bugs, but maybe that's why they came to help me get over that fear and get over that. (laughs) Get over that feeling that I get. But they were very beautiful, and they had nothing but pure, uh, the energy was like green, emerald, turquoise, blue. All those colors swirling in a mist, and I felt very loved and comforted. I had a very deep sleep. I woke up feeling healthier than I have in a week. Today was the last day for the antibiotics, and um, I'm done. I'm done. I'm healed. I am healthy. So... That was a weird one, though. That was a very weird one. And God said, I'm not going to send you anybody who's not of the light. Demons are done. Demons don't come back anymore. They're done. They know they're done. They're just either kicking it, resting, or they've already gone back to the light. They will eventually go all the way, you know, back. But, you know, some will stay with the people, like the dark lighters, the dark people. Those people will be moved. They're going to be moved gently to another world where they get to live out the next what 26,000 100,000 years <laughs> and they will be able to wake up on their own time in their own way and no one is forced ever to wake up spiritually so it's okay i mean eventually you know when the rocket booster <laughs> comes and we are lifted off away from completely then they will be in their own world The 3D Gaia will exist in the past. It's not existing now. So just got confirmation of that. Just ask God and know. Yeah. So that was a weird one with these people. Well, in the morning I had a dream that you could only really describe as like a, um, a venting dream that I have mentioned before to you guys. There was a venting dream stage. If you go back to my dreams uh, episode, you're going to hear all about it and how do you utilize and understand your dreams based on the time of night you have them. So 
but in my dream, I had a dream that there was this, there was like a wedding shop, like a wedding planner type of shop. And there was, uh, flowers and all kinds of stuff, but it felt, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't, it was all the wedding dress material was of like polyester. And that just kind of seems what it, it seems like. It wasn't cotton. It wasn't hemp. It wasn't fabrics that were meant to last. That would have been a clue, but I didn't pick up on it until long after the dream was over and I was awake. The fabric was synthetic. Synthetic, man-made, not natural, nat- nature-made. And the flowers were not real. The flowers were synthetic, man-made, not real. It was all very beautiful. It was like a nice veneer. And I was waiting, and I was waiting, and I knew I was waiting for the lady to arrive in the white van, and I knew where she was my friend in the dream. Woke up, I'm like, who the hell is this? She's like my best friend, and I love her so much. But I wake up going, I don't know this person. And I was there waiting and my father, who has been passed away for years and years, he came to me and we were hanging out waiting for her. And other people had been there. I think my ex-husband had been there earlier. And we all would just wait for this lady. And there were other people coming and going, waiting for her. And she was delayed somehow. Well, she came back and these people asked me, what do you think about her as far as a wedding planner goes? I'm like, well... She's the best. She's planned my last two weddings and she was, she was there and she helped me. And and here's my father. I mean, we were both married by this woman. This, she was there. She was present during our, our weddings to our marriages. What do you think, dad? What do you think about her? And he's like, Oh yeah, she's the best. You're going to love her. She's very helpful. (laughs) Well, then I wake up and I realize that Oh, I saw her. She came to me and she cried and she said, you know, I give and I give and I give and nobody even knows I exist. And I was hugging her and reassuring her. And she appeared to me to be an exact mix of every ethnicity on the planet. And she had like cornrows in her hair, not really dreadlocks, but short cornrows. And she was very beautiful. She had like dimples. And when she smiled, her face was like a moon like really round and just so beautiful, so beautiful. And when she smiled, her eyes got this shine and glow inside that lit up a whole room. Like if she smiled at the night sky, it would turn day. That was the energy I got from her. She had such a beauty and a love and a desire to help. So I've been thinking about this all day. It stuck with me. It wasn't really a venting dream because it was like, I'm not getting married again. Not anytime soon. I'm single. It's, you know, my twin is coming and he and I may or may not marry. I don't know, you know, but I was trying to figure it out. Why would I recommend her if my two marriages that I have had have failed, even though No, no marriage is a failure, even if it ends, because if you learn something, it's not truly a failure, right? So I'm like going through this and going through, I'm like, okay, God, you need to explain this to me. So I connected to God and my dream angel. And I said, okay, guys, what was it about? Well, it turns out there is a goddess of failed relationships or 
goddess of future ending relationships. She is a goddess of temporary relationships. And nobody knows she exists. <laughs> nobody on earth has ever figured this one out. And she came to me because she wanted the world to know she exists, has existed throughout the whole of humanity from the dawn of time. And it took me a while to figure out her name. I had to literally go through the alphabet <laughs> and use a pendulum to figure out each, every individual letter. And she told me she has a name or she has like what would be like a nickname you can call her by. Her name is Goddess Lomural, L-O-M-U-R-A-L, but you can call her Mura, like the old land of Mu and the god Ra, but that she's not connected to those things. Her name is Mura, and she was here long before the land of Mu ever existed, or Lemuria, or Atlantis, or any of those. She has been around since the dawn of time. Her job is to ease the pain and suffering of the future breakups. So if you're in a situation right now in which you are breaking up from a marriage or just a, re a normal relationship, whether you're legally tied or not, she is the one who helps to extract you from your former beloved because this was only a karmic thing or this was only a temporary thing to help you learn a lesson or create something together. And now it's time to move on to the next thing. So she wanted me to tell you, Goddess Mura, she exists, she's real, she's here, and she loves every single one of us on the planet. And she has always helped us, whether we knew it or not. If we honor her and remember her and respect her, even on the day of our wedding, if it does end, 75% of the time it ends, unless you're in Saudi Arabia, that's more like 10 to 15% of the time it ends. But most of the planet has a 75% failure rate to marriages. So if on the first day, in the beginning, if you honor her and love her and say, if this is supposed to end, allow it to be amicable, allow it to be beautiful, allow it to be free, open, and wonderful. Allow us to be friends and part as friends and never as enemies. She is the one to help you. If you've already been through a breakup, she's seen here with me right now. She's saying, if you've already been through a breakup and it's already ended and if it was bad, let her help ease the blow to your heart. Let her clean it up. Let her clean up all of it. She could go back in time and ease the pain for everybody involved because she truly loves us all. And she's not saying, pay attention to me. She's not saying I need your, your attention and love. And she's not coming to us at this very, very late date to obtain your you know, permission to exist or, <laughs> or, you know, she doesn't need that. She doesn't need, you know, you to honor her or 
put an altar to her or anything, but she just wants you to know she's here to help you. She is a goddess. She is not an angel. She literally is of a pantheon long forgotten and or never remembered because they were never known in the beginning. I mean, we're talking the dawn of human time. So goddess Mura, please help us all relate in the way that we're meant to relate and extract ourselves from a situation easily. And if we have not, please help clean our hearts and energy fields in all directions of time across all space, all dimensions and in every parallel world help all of our counterparts, all of the multidimensional selves (laughs) that we are and embody because we do need that help. We do need the, to ease a broken heart is one of the hardest things that you can do. And sometimes all the chocolate ice cream in the world and pizza and sad movies isn't going to do it. So if that's you and you're in a bad way and your heart is hurting, please talk to goddess Lomoral or goddess Mura. Is her nickname Mura? Just ask her. Her flower is gladiolas. She said because she wants people to be glad that they received what they needed to from a relationship and that they honor the breakup as much as they honor the the coming together of a couple. Gladiolas are extremely happy flowers. And she said you should never be sad about the ending of a relationship that wasn't meant to last a lifetime. Not all of them are. Most of them are not, in fact. So she just wanted to let you know she can be a part of your wedding planner <laughs> team. Even if, and if it's not, if it is meant to last, she will just lend her love and support to you. She does not extract you. She does not break you up. That's what happens naturally as a part of a previous incarnate contract signed off by the elders and your higher self and your spirit guide and you. So weird things, good information. It's always new and fresh with me. (laughs) You're always going to get the unique content here, guys. I mean, I'm just going by what my higher guidance says. And because I'm so open, the new people come, the new energies come I just relay the information. All right. (laughs) So moving along to the next thing, the Ascension energy scale today. I decided not to call it the Ascension symptoms. God told me don't say symptoms anymore because we're kind of past the symptom phase. We're in the fifth dimension. The energy of the Ascension today is at 99 out of a possible 100 points. Just like a, you know, percentage scale so ascension energy today 99 we are riding high and i do have confirmation today of that it is 7 44 p.m just now as i'm opening up my other phone to read this schumann resonance so 744 and i looked at my phone and it was 2255 i'm tw- i was 22 minutes and 55 seconds into this message so these are your numbers for today 744 and 22 and 55 if you want to look it up on your angel numbers app 
Today, the Ascension News from Disclosure.it does state, at 8 a.m. UTC time, after a few hours of calm, we are back again into moderate strong activity with a significant peak at 63 hertz. Happened just after 5 a.m. or noon local time in Tomsk. T-O-M-S-K. Never heard of that. That's a really weird reference. I thought this was from Italy, so where's Tomsk? Very weird. Something I'm going to have to go look up later. It says, after this, the amplitude remained mostly between 20 and 40 hertz, with one more peak at 50 hertz at 7.30 UTC time. The next update was at 1300 UTC time. It seems that today's movements are coming to an end. The activity started at 2 UTC to return to almost calm at 12 UTC. The maximum peak was 63 Hertz at 5 UTC and the second in order of magnitude reached 57 Hertz at 9 UTC time. Then at 1700 (laughs) o'clock UTC time it says calm for now. We shall see the next few hours if there will be another movement. So uh, apparently it's calm right now. Pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. So I don't know. I'm, I'm enjoying hearing all about the Schumann resonance every day. It's pretty exciting. We're not even at the 17th, three months in a row on the 17th. We had a straight like 24 hours full of well above really high vibrations above 40 Hertz. It's like we're being bathed in this white light, or maybe all of our hearts are receiving it and our hearts are changing the amplitude of the planet. This is a huge undertaking, guys. We are being liberated from the shackles of doubt and fear. (laughs) And we are going into the light. And it shows. Look outside. Look in the sky. Thank God every moment you exist. And thank God that we're going through this together. This is exciting stuff, guys. I am vibing so high that the, the bones in my body are just shaking. It feels like... I'm on one of those old-fashioned machines that help you lose weight in the 50s or 60s. It kind of kind of you know buzzes you and shakes your body, jiggles your fat around like somehow that's supposed to make you lose weight. But when I go to touch my body, my body's not moving at all. It's literally just each individual cell in my body is vibing. All of my chakras. Do you guys feel it? Are you having the same symptom? Oh, another thing is around the world people started to uh, catch glimpses of the rainbow plasma light ships there are so many ufo flaps from around the whole planet right now it has been going crazy off the radar for like three four days now everywhere people live there are ufos they're all here there are friends here to help us there are thousands of races from all over the universe and other universes have now come from other dimensions usually they're fifth dimensional beings sometimes they're seventh arcturians are from the ninth dimension they're now way high beings from like the 11th and more there are as many kinds of beings as you can imagine and they're all sending us love and light right now. So have an attitude of gratitude towards these, these beings because 
they're helping us ascend as well. <laughs> You've heard the whole world is watching. It's like the whole universe in every dimension and parallel world possible is watching. Uh, it's pretty exciting stuff. I, I feel it. I hope you guys do too. All right. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I am going to do, I'm going to record the final set of stories from Grandma Marion. I'm sorry to say this is the very last day. I have a few that are very interesting. They're short stories about Grandma Marion incidences, spiritual happenings, and just some fun facts about her life. I wanted to honor her one more time. I am so, so grateful to have had this beautiful woman in my life, even though it was a short time. She is a long-term friend. I have known her throughout many lifetimes. And when I was disincarnate, I hung out with her on the other side many, 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 many times. <laughs> many years, eons, in fact. She is one of the most beautiful people, period. So when I come back, you're going to want to stick around to hear some of these stories because they're they're pretty interesting. <laughs> about the world, her predictions, an instant with her granddaughter, all kinds of things. Anyway, I come back and I will tell you all about Reverend Marion Jones. So I have a couple last minute <laughs> loose end stories about Reverend Marion Jones, who, or Grandma Marion, as I call her, who I believe she was a saint, if not a master. And I'm going to tell you why. These stories kind of clench it about, you know, for me. Like, I just kind of, I feel like these are the things that I turn to and I think, well, it's possible. You know, some of the stuff is just interesting about her, but there was an incident with her granddaughter and her granddaughter was her granddaughter was uh, coming out of her university one night and she was fumbling through her purse for her keys she knew better she had been told always you know walk with a security guard or walk with friends to your car don't ever be alone in a parking lot and always have your keys in your hand before you leave the building so you could go right to your car get in and leave but she had forgotten you know got distracted like we all do from time to time well this is a long time ago though it's like maybe now 15 years ago or something maybe more 20 years ago but she had always been told by grandma Marion okay look anytime you feel 
threatened or scared, you can call upon me. I am powerful enough that I will come to you and I will come to your aid and I will help you or rescue. My soul is powerful and almighty and I will come to your rescue anytime, day or night, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, as long as I have breath in my body. And she told everyone in her family that. She even told me that directly told me that and she this is a story that she told me directly when I was at her house in Kingman Arizona and so I thought this was interesting enough to share so her granddaughter was walking out and fumbling for her keys and trying to get into her car and a man came up and accosted her and hit her and knocked her down and so she, immediately she started yelling, Grandma Mary, Grandma Mary, come, come and help me. And Grandma Marion, well, we don't know. We think that Grandma Marion helped her because right after she said these words, I mean, the man that had her on the ground was getting ready to rape her, beating her up and getting ready to rape her. And all of a sudden, a giant breeze came from out of nowhere, like a wind, like a forceful wind. And then something grabbed him and threw him backwards off of the granddaughter. And the gra- and he just looked at her and he got really scared. And he goes, what, what, what are you? What are you? And he freaked out and he took off running, scared as hell. So that's the first story. <laughs> Now, when she told her grandma what had happened and Grandma Marion told me, she said, you know, she told me this had happened. And I thought, ooh, boy, I'm so glad I was there to fight. She said, but I was asleep when this happened because, you know, the time difference. And she went to bed early that night. And she said, I did not remember anything. I didn't even know it occurred. It was literally like my soul helped her. She had no idea that that had happened. But she knew that her soul would always be there to help anybody in need that was in her family, friends, anyone that knew her, people from her congregation, you know. People she had told this to, her soul was there 100% for them. So as far as being a saint, I mean, I feel like she was a saint. (laughs) Pretty powerful story, right? So that was... I mean, it was like literally, what, five minutes it's taken me to tell you the story. So not a full episode for this story. So I'm just going to tell you some other cool things about her. She had also promised, made a promise to my my ex-husband's father, my children, his mom and dad, when they moved into their brand new house in Santa Clarita in Southern California, just North of LA. When they first moved to the house, they were the only ones on the road. Eventually they got one set of neighbors. Now the whole place is built up and they're near, um, the heart, I think, is it Harding school or something? Jay, I don't know. Anyways, there's like a little, a school there and that's where my, um, husband went to school and he was a little boy. I mean, we're talking like, gosh, 55 years ago, he was a little boy. 
60 years, something like that. So he had to walk to school. It was just like a block or two. <laughs> but for him, he felt like it was like a long walk. He told me, oh, yeah, it was like 10 minutes to school. And it's like, really? It's only like, you must have little legs. <laughs> it was like literally like a block away. But when he was growing up, it felt like forever away because there's no houses. Then eventually new houses came and like her house is like literally the oldest there. Well, she's still in that house. You know, and we're going back 60 years or something. But uh, when the house had just been built, they brought it, they bought it new and no one had lived in it but them. And they had been friends with Grandma Marion this long. And Grandma Marion came over and she said, she brought him a housewarming gift, I think a plant or like flowers or something. And she said, I'm going to give you one more gift. And this is the gift. And she took out a shiny brand new copper penny out of her purse. And she held it to her heart. And she said some words over it. She whispered some words over it. And no one heard what she said. And she kissed it. And she held it to her head. And she held it to God, to the sky. From within inside the living room. And she placed this little copper penny with the Lincoln facing out. She placed it on the fireplace in, um, in between the sections of mortar in between the bricks. And she said, this is a house blessing. It is going to be in effect forever. Your house will never be destroyed by an earthquake or by anything. Well, the house still stands. The penny is still there 60 something years later. That's, that's the second, second story. So the third one, uh, she predicted her own death. When I brought my child to her, to be baptized my oldest she baptized her she made her own holy water and she had taught my husband how to make holy water and told me you add salt to water and you bless it you ask God to bless it you say prayers over it and words of wisdom and things that are a very high nature, high vibration. And then you put light into it from yourself, like from your soul. You ask the angels to bless it and God to bless it. She'd been making holy water her whole life. And she made the holy water and she baptized my child. And she said, I have a grand, a new grandbaby. And I've got some friends in town that have a new baby. And I've been asked to baptize both of them. But I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be around for it. This is the last baby I will bless. And she looked at my little daughter and said, You hear that? Shanti Grandma Marion is here to bless you. And you are the last one I shall bless on this planet. You are special, and I'm doing this because I love you. I'm always going to be your Grandma Marion. 
and I'm always going to be here for you. And then she told her the same thing she told her own granddaughter. She said, no matter what, you can call upon my spirit and my soul. And no matter what, I am going to guide you, guard you and protect you forever. You are my own. And this is why I'm asking you to call me Grandma Marion. She did not say these words lightly because she didn't want just everyone to call her Grandma Marion. You know, she wasn't that kind of a person. She wasn't that informal. She was more of a formal person. So I felt extremely blessed and privileged just to have known her. And for her to say this to my child, I was like, oh my gosh. You know, so... (laughs) I just got the message from God and Grandma Mary and send this along to her, him. Hey, now he's becoming a he. Um, he needs this reminder because he's very special. He's a very special. I know my oldest is a powerful shaman yet to be. <laughs> Definitely a force to be reckoned with. He champions for human rights, women's rights, trans rights, children's rights, animal rights. My kid, I'm could could not be more proud of my kid. He puts the needs of others before his own usually. Because he knows he dances in the universe as a being of light. Ugh. Love my kid with all my heart. I love both my kids with all my heart. Just like any mother should. So, I thought that was strange though. And and I was pregnant with my other child a while after. And I thought, well, Grandma Marion's still alive. Maybe she will get to see him. My new son coming. And she said, congratulations. Tell him I'm Grandma Marion and I love him too. But I'm never going to meet him. I'm not going to be around for it. And I'm sorry. (laughs) And I just prayed it wasn't true. I was hoping she was wrong. And she even said, I hope I'm wrong. But I know I'm not. While I was pregnant with him, she passed away. I'm pretty sure it was either that or right after he was born. Going back, the memory's a little fuzzy because I've collapsed so many timelines <laughs> that I can't remember. And that's where the Mandela effect comes in, where you have two different memories of the same thing, or it's one way, but you have a memory of it being the, another way. <laughs> it's because all the timelines are collapsing, and as the timelines are merging, and they have to. If you go back to my timekeepers episode you'll hear more about time and the timelines and why all this had to happen but sure enough though my youngest never got to meet grandma marion in person we had been planning a trip to arizona when he was about three months old but grandma marion had died before then so she predicted her own death stopped an attack on her grandchild and has protected a home for over 60 years with a single penny. And she said if someone ever disturbs a penny now, it'll probably the house might be destroyed as possible. It won't be destroyed like automatically or something, but she said if as long as you keep that intact. I saw the penny. I, I saw it every time I was there. I thought of it. Last time I saw it, I 
touched it gently. And I said, thank you, Grandma Marion, for everything, for all your blessings you gave to all of humanity in the world and everyone you knew. She touched and blessed everybody. I was concerned when my first oldest one was just a baby. And I asked Grandma Marion about the school shootings. I was so scared. I, I asked if that would ever, ever, ever happen in the school where we were living, you know, where my kid was going to go to school. And she looked into it. She said, nope, never going to have a school shooting. Now, there was one incident in which a man did show up to the campus with a gun and they, all the teachers took the kids and, and held them underneath the windows so that when the guy looked inside the classroom and shut off all the lights, so it looks like they were empty classrooms and he was locked out of all the rooms and he walked around campus for a while and the volunteer, volunteer police, cause we didn't actually have a police force up in paradise pines they came and um i think they arrested him or escorted him off the property i think they arrested him and nothing bad ever came of it other instances occurred there was a couple sightings of bears there were bears on campus so all the kids had to go home early because <laughs> there was bears <laughs> the bears that's okay Nothing happened. Bears don't do anything. Really, not usually. Bears are very sweet, very loving uh, creatures. Sometimes they get cranky, but overall, they're not going to harm humans. And they didn't. Nothing ever came of that. Another thing that I'd asked is I'd asked Grandma Marion about the end of the world. And Grandma Marion told me that Alice and her, Alice was a cousin to my ex-husband. She was also, she was spiritually advanced. I don't know that she was a saint or anything. I didn't hear any of the similar stories that I heard about Grandma Marion that, you know, but Alice was known to be spiritual, you know, I guess. Um, she was always working on it for sure. Always meditating, always praying, always focusing on God. I met Alice once while she was in the hospital and I, I prayed for her and I gave her Reiki, but she hated me from the beginning. Um, she felt that her daughter should have been the one to marry my husband <laughs> from when they were teenagers. So she had this like weird grudge that she held against me before she ever met me before I ever came into their life. I don't know what that was about. It was just very odd. I don't know what my connection to her was, if any. Um, I don't think I had a connection to her. I just knew that she also was very psychic and predicted that I would be in his life and break up his marriage, and she hated me for it. But everything was a contract before we got here. It all had to happen in the way it did, and sometimes life gets messy, and sometimes marriages end because... Goddess Mura, <laughs> not because of her, but she's there and she helps things go smoother. <laughs> you know, she knew it was going to happen. Everyone knew it was so weird in his family before I came along. Everyone knew this was going to happen. They're all like sitting there tight lipped waiting for it to happen. And when it did, Grandma Marion opened her arms to me 
and her heart and her mind because she and I had been soul friends for eons and Alice wasn't so open-minded, <laughs> but Alice was very good at predicting the future. And you know, it's ironic is when my husband and I did break up, he ended up dating her daughter for a few months. So she got her way. She had passed long since before, but she got her way and she's probably happy about that. <laughs> my husband never married again. He told me I will never marry anybody. You are the one true love of my life. You're my, my true love and my soulmate. So, you know, even though I'm dating this other woman, if who's was a childhood friend, um, we, I thought maybe she was the one, you know, maybe I'm going back to what Alice wanted and I don't know, maybe this was right. I don't know, but I'm never going to marry her because you are my one true love. Then you always will be. You're the mother of my children. That makes you most important woman in my life ever period. I'm like, well, I could have told you that we've only been together in like 10 or 15 other you know, other lifetimes. He was my soulmate to work out relationship stuff with. And now we're done. Our karma's over. <laughs> Thank God. I love him dearly, but yeah, I'm glad the karma part is over. I'm just waiting for my twin. No karma there, just a bunch of joy and happiness to behold. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Rainbow, sunshine, unicorns, and butterflies. <laughs> But one good thing, uh, one cool thing about Alice is she did look into the future and she couldn't see it after 2012. And she's like, is it just that I'm going to die at that point? No, that's not true. She died a lot, lot, a lot sooner than 2012. So that was very strange. And she said she could see everything. And then all of a sudden 2012 hits or 20, you know, December 21st. 2012 that hits and when that day hits it was like a wave washed over the earth and it was just a blackness and a void and that kept she kept having she kept okay backtracking cleansing her auras cleansing herself cleansing everything and she'd look again and it was the same thing again like a roadblock she was not allowed to see the future or she was going to be dead in that future, which was true, but she was dead a lot longer, but she could see all the years leading up to it, even though she wasn't going to be on the planet at that time. So that became very curious. And so she brought this information to Grandma Marion and she said, why am I not, how come I've been my whole life been able to see the future and why from this point forward, I'm not allowed to see anything. I don't get it. I don't understand it. So Grandma Marion contemplated it and thought about it and asked God about it. And she said, I'm going to go do my own meditation and see what I get. And once again, the same thing happened to Grandma Marion. She said, no, uh-uh, <laughs> there is no future for the earth after 2012. Nope. It's just done. Like literally there is no future. <laughs> Past December 21st, 2012. So that's another very weird and curious thing. And she said, what's really weird. And she told me, she said, it's really weird. Cause she told me all of Alice's thing. Alice did not tell me. She told me about Alice's uh, experience. And she said, but I trust Alice because Alice was a very good 
predictor. She was, ooh, she was so mad about you coming in to Joe's life. Everyone called, I don't know why they called my husband Terrell Joe, but they did. <laughs> you know, her, you coming into Joe's life just threw all kinds of monkey wrenches in her plans for her, for her daughter to be with him. And he wasn't even in love or attracted to her like at all. And then later, you know, he tried to be. He loved her, but wasn't ever in love with her. You know, he cared a great deal. They were good friends, but... And what's funny is, like, she had tried to seduce him for years during our marriage. It was crazy. It was like... And she was a lot older than him. Not just older than me, but, like, a lot older than him. It was so strange. But he did. He dated her for a couple, you know, months or something, and then he died. You know, so she kind of got her way, I guess. You know, they got their way. It's kind of weird. It was really weird, though, because Alice was like a cousin of the family. So she was like a second or third cousin. It was all very, very creepy to me. Very creepy. I, Anyway, I'm, I digress. The whole thing, the whole cousin, Deaton cousin. Sorry. I mean, my family might be from Arkansas, but we didn't do that. <laughs> I have family in Oklahoma and, and Arkansas from both my adopted Amber side. We all did not do that. So this is weird. But anyway, whatever. <laughs> but I digress from that insanity. Um, he or, or she, um, Grandma Marion, she told me, she said, look, I don't know what to tell you. I don't see any disaster that ruins and wrecks and completely obliterates the earth. I don't see, you know, she says, I do see a lot of disasters. I do see a lot of things happening, but I do not see the earth being destroyed. But I also do not see time going forward past December 21st, 2012. She said, I don't know why. I know for me, I'm going to be dead a long, a lot longer before that, a lot of time before that happens, but past that time, I see nothing. I don't know if it's a veil being pushed over my eyes and everyone I know who's tried to see the future. I don't know if that's a veil, if it's the end of the timeline I'm on, is it the end of time as we know it? I don't know. And I don't know what to think about what I don't know, what I'm not able to see, what I cannot see. I don't know. I just don't know. She said, but you guys are going to be alive. So, you know, for, for that. So good luck. <laughs> now there's been a lot of people, a lot of psychics, a lot of people since that time has said, that, well, the timelines have collapsed from that time. A lot of them are gone. There have been speculations. Uh, I've mentioned it three or four times on the show that all, as a collective whole, all of humanity left that planet and went to a very similar Earth-like planet. And that planet is no more. The spirit left that planet. As I know from my perspective right now, may or may not be real but what i have seen is that the spirit of the planet left completely gone she is up way up into the fifth dimension and she is pulling all of us up and we are now in the fifth dimension as of april 1st 2019 we are in the fifth dimension 
the third dimension for the earth no longer exists right now in this time. In the past, it does. You could go back in the past and visit it. But right now, no. No. It's all very strange. It might not make a lot of sense to you. Meditate on it. Pray on it. If you're psychic, try to figure it out. I would like to know everyone else's input. All I know is the information I have from my guides, my God, and my higher self, my spirit guides and all that. But... And the timekeepers, the echoes of time, the 44 timekeepers that have been the gatekeepers of time since the time, you know, time millennia, since the time immemorial, they call it. You know, I had a conversation with them. It's in my episodes, like from the past week. I don't know. So I thought that was another really strange thing about Grandma Marion, that she could not see the future past 2012, but she did see her own death. She knew it was before that. Alice could see up until 2012 as well, but she died before Marion. So, I mean, we're talking 20 something years ago, 25, maybe years ago, she died. So very weird. The whole, that whole situation, that whole family and weird trauma. I'm so glad to be over and done with it all. Like A lot of it just had nothing to do with me. And I I want to mention that because if you guys have ever been wrapped up, like you walk into a situation where you're now in a family and suddenly there's like the swarms and craziness and drama surrounding you. And you're like, I just got here. Yo, none of that had anything to do with me. It was not my circus. They were not my monkeys. I'm sorry, but wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm glad I was able to extract myself from all that. Grateful I had the experiences, though. Taught me just a well ton of a lot of information. <laughs> My information about that and those family lines go well deep. Very, very deep into the earth. I I saw family lines and ties and things. And I I even had a past life with the uh, mother's, my mother-in-law's mother and her father, her biological father. I had a past life as a druid with them. I was an apprentice to them as they taught me how to pick plants based on the energy of each individual plant. They came to me in a dream and I I relived a part of a life that I'd had with them at midnight. They would go out between midnight and two or three in the morning and they would pick plants based on the energy, the time of year, the hour. um, And then they would have a conversation with the spirit of each individual plant. I think Grandma Marion was a part of that life as well. So there was some really deep stuff there uh, as far as hereditary witchcraft in that family. And um, it's been lost. Well, no, actually, yeah, it was lost for a generation, maybe. Maybe not. It was kind of intact, but not 100%. Like the grandma did not pass along all of her knowledge. But it's still there. It's still there. My kids feel it though. (laughs) The beating of the heart of Gaia rings true in every one of us. And when we have that hereditary magic from 
eons past. It's still in us now and it's being awakened in all the humans right now. So embrace it and love it and don't feel that it's bad or uh, negative because Jesus himself was a magician. In fact, today, and I've been saying that and I got this insight weeks ago. I mean, turning water into wine, hello, that's magic. Talking to the dead, that's magic. Raising the dead back to life, that's magic. Raising yourself back from the dead, that's magic. That's necromancy. You know, all of it's magic. (laughs) Healing the sick with a wave of your hand, that's magic. True magic. And walking on water, that's magic. All of those miracles are magic. (laughs) So don't judge it. Just live it from a pure, positive, beautiful heart because magic is real. (laughs) Magic is absolutely real. But, um, I mean, my kids have felt it like inside them. Like, please just finally tell us we're real hereditary witches. We can get on with it. It's like, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I mean, it's not like bewitched. And I've come into the realization it's true. We are, we're hereditary witches, but it's not a bad thing. Everyone on the planet has these powers. So love it, embrace it, know it. If you're a Christian and you have problems with this, go to the Christian witch, Valerie Love. Her website on YouTube, she is a trip. I love her. She's a fashionista. She always has these elaborate witch hats. Oh, she's beautiful. Beautiful lady. <laughs> and she has she does angel magic, and she does magic in concordance with God. So... Anyway, back to some Grandma Marian facts and fun things. Um, She was very, very good friends with Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan. They went to her church, actually. They were some of her parishioners. They would come. I found this out one day. I was standing in her kitchen having a drink of water in my husband had asked me a question so I walked more towards the hallway and there was this little picture one of the most beautiful pictures I've ever seen of Ronald Reagan he was sitting in a chair a lawn chair he had a beer in his hand I think it was like a Budweiser or Pabst Blue Ribbon I can't I couldn't I can't remember now he had a beer in his hand And his cheeks were rosy red and he was laughing and looking into the heaven, into the sky. It was an outside, like a picnic. And he was kicking up one leg almost above his head. Like he was laughing so hard. He kicked his heel up into the sky and he was laughing and laughing. And I'm like, Grandma Marion, where did you get this picture of Ronald Reagan? This is the most fabulous picture I have ever seen of him. He looks so happy and free and joyous and beautiful. His energy is so pure. And she said, oh, yes, well, he was a dear friend of mine. That was a picnic at a church picnic from my church where I preached with George. We had a picnic and that's Ronald Reagan at our picnic with us having a good laugh. And I just snapped that picture at the right moment and it just captured his soul. What a beautiful soul he was. And he really truly loved and cared for all of humanity and all Americans. I thought, wow, that was so such a great story. I had had a dream about Ronald Reagan 
in which I went to visit him when I was in a bad way. I was having kind of a sadness in my life and I didn't know which way to turn in my, in my dream. I came over to their house and I had the dream before I met grandma Marion and before I, you know, saw this picture and in my dream, I was there and I was waiting and Nancy said, well, I tell you what, dear, I want you to go to wait in his study. He's going to be out in a little bit. He's not feeling too good, but I'm going to get supper ready and we're going to have, you know, we're going to have dinner together. We love you. Even though we don't know you in this life, we're going to be your spiritual grandparents. <sighs> very weird. Very, very weird. So I waited and then Grant, and then Grandpa Reagan, Grandpa Reagan came in and he just talked to me and he said, I'm always going to be here to be a spiritual counselor for you. I love you very much. And I'm not soon, I'm not long for this world. I am soon in heaven, but you can always come to visit me there. Nancy will follow suit in kind, you know, in time. And you could always come and visit us because we know you in heaven. We're your friends. We love you. Your family to us. It was a very weird dream. And he just hugged me and I just felt so much love. It's very weird. It's so weird because I'm not a Republican and it had nothing to do with politics because outside of all the political stuff, they were just really good, sweet people. And they always did the right thing according to what they believed was the right thing. So I don't know. I mean, regardless of your politics or my politics or anyone's politics, they always believed they were doing the right thing. They consulted with astrologers. They believed in psychic mediums. I'm sure Nancy or actually, well, Nancy and Ron both had gone to Grandma Marion for advice, for spiritual advice. They knew her spiritual, deep metaphysical stuff. And they trained with her. They went to her classes. They went on Wednesdays to learn about metaphysics. They were very much into metaphysical stuff. And Grandma Marion was their teacher, one of them anyway. So that was another fun fact about Grandma Marion that most people don't know. <laughs> Even people that knew her, unless they were at the church and saw her, they didn't know. There was a, I don't know if I told you guys the Urantia book story. Looks like we have a little bit of time. If I did say this before, I am sorry for bringing it up again. But this goes back to the days in which Grandma Marion was living with the master avatar Doriel, who uncovered the Emerald Tablets of Thoth. I'm going to tell you right now, before I forget, please, by all means, go read the Emerald Tablets of Thoth because... There is some words in there that you can use always to get rid of negative energies, lower vibrations, and when you do not feel safe. Grandma Marion told me it's just as if you're calling upon her very soul. It is the same exact energy and vibration. It is in that. You need to read the text. Adonai, 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 something Sabaoth, but I forgot. But there's other words in that. Alice used it to clean every house she ever lived in of all negative vibration and energy at all times. Grandma Marion also used these words at all times. Well, Grandma Marion got very curious about the book called Urantia. And Urantia is a very trippy book. It has a weird story that it appeared inside a locked safe one day belonging to spiritual master 
he opened the safe and the book was there and he picked up the book he's like uh where did this come from it's just a white book and he published it again and it's all over the world and it's very strange it's the history of the planet <laughs> I don't know if this is a true story or not if he made a phenomenon I don't know but it's written in such a way that it's almost nearly impossible to freaking understand it Grandma Marion told me that she wanted to know about this book and she'd asked Doriel and Doriel said don't read this book don't look at other systems when you're in one mystery school stick with that mystery school if you want to read this book you leave my school and go read the book yeah, he's kind of mad about it he's like this book isn't real or like even if it is real it doesn't matter you're here with me you have to learn my system right now you got to focus on one thing at a time I'm not saying I'm the only one, but you got folks on me right now. At least my, not on me, but you know, on my, on my teachings, you know, don't spend your energies in multiple places at once, spend it in one place at once. So grandma Marion's like, okay, okay. Well, he went out of town for a week and that was their perfect opportunity. So grandma Marion and, and several of the students who are super, super curious about this book, they went off and they bought a copy and they came back to the school and in Colorado and they were reading this book and they were like this book is so trippy and so weird and in many ways it was completely impossible to understand and and she's like is this the musings of a schizophrenic is this like actual real stuff we can't tell this is very weird energy they decided to kind of get rid of the book and then Doriel came home a day early. <laughs> and he's like, that's it. All right, Marion, come to my office. And she's like, oh, he knows. He's an avatar. Of course he knows. <sighs> Sheepishly, she goes to his office. She goes, he goes, where is it? She's like, where's what? <laughs> she knew she could not hide anything from him. He was an avatar, but she still played this childish game. And she told me this story and I made me laugh so hard. And he, he says, Marion, you know, you have to give it to me. You have to go get it. Where is it? She goes, what are you talking about? She's all looking at her fingernails, looking downward towards her feet. And he goes, you and I both know darn well, Marion, that you, and he said the names of the other students, you guys went to town and bought the Urantia book while I was out of town. Do you not think by now that I do not know all that goes on? You are my student. You are my charge. There's a spiritual contract between us and I know everything that goes on with my students. So please, Marion, please tell me where the Urantia book is. And she's still looking at her nails going, it's in the back of my closet. <laughs> So she went and she got the Urantia book and she gave it to him. And she said, he said, when you leave, I will give this book back to you and you can read it if you want in your own leisure. It's this book is not part of your spiritual training here with me. So she's like, I don't even understand it to real, honestly. 
He goes, well, it's going to be with me and my stuff until you you are finished with the school here. <laughs> Pretty interesting, right? <laughs> so uh, there's that. And then when she was finished with her training, Doriel called her into his office and he said, come on in, come on in, Marion. Your training is complete with me. You have all the knowledge that I have. You know everything I know. You have the abilities that I have and more. You know, you have it at your fingertips. As you develop, you will become like me. And as such, you are spiritual. You're responsible. You're organized. I want you to run my school after my death. Dorio predicted his own death. And he handed the reins over to her and she stayed on. And she reorganized all of the lessons that had been written. They were just in a horrible jumble and they did not make any sense. And she did put in the warnings about the Kundalini meditations and about everything. And she ran his school for a while, for a little while. She got everything in order, but she told him, no, I am not going to be my higher guidance. She told an avatar, no. My higher guidance tells me I need to go to California and open a church. There's more I need to do out there. That is my energy. That's where my pull is. I love you. I will help you for a little time. And she did for a little time. She was the director. And then she, and that is the Brotherhood of the White Temple. She was a director for that for a while. And then she left and she went to California and she moved on. He died. Everything went forward. I don't know if the lessons have been tampered with again by the students or if they kept the way she put it intact. You are welcome to go check it out online. It still exists. Brotherhood of the White Temple out of Colorado. You can take the lessons. They have to meditate on you and see if you are a true seeker. If you are of the light and pure of heart. If you are not, that you will be denied. If you are not ready in your spiritual baby, you will be denied. This, these lessons are not for the faint of heart. You do them the wrong way, you will burn your nervous system out and it can kill you and make you crazy. So it's higher, higher knowledge, higher metaphysical knowledge. I was granted permission directly by Grandma Marion to take the lessons because Doriel was passed. And she said, I'm just as good as having the say-so as he does as far as your training, your spiritual training. And when she passed away, her lessons were, hey, well, actually her lessons had been given to us before she passed away. She wanted to make damn sure that we had them. And I didn't take them all and I don't have them with me and it makes me very sad, but someday maybe I'll get back to the uh, lessons of Doriel. But that's another fun story about her. A couple stories in a row about her. Let me see. I have all these little bitty bits and snippets. And I'm looking through. I think that was all, actually. Every Saturday for the past two and a half months or so, I've given you stories about Reverend Marion Jones. The delightful, wonderful, magical, sweet, remarkable, light-hearted, beautiful Grandma Marion, Reverend Marion Jones, who walked with her spiritual master, who was Yeheshua in Lao Tzu form, 
Yeheshwa was Lao Tzu in a past life, she told me. She called him Lao Tzu. She said, oh, I've got Lao Tzu with me all the time. She predicted that my uh, oldest kid's favorite animals would be snakes and butterflies. She was upset about the snakes, but she was right about both. And to this very day, my oldest loves those animals. All animals, in fact. But butterflies started landing on my child. She told me that's her, that's like her spirit animals, butterfly. It's a transformative, it's a very powerful, regenerative and transformative energy. She's going to do that in many life lives. And right after Grandma Marion said that, butterflies started landing on my baby. Out of nowhere. <laughs> We'd be somewhere and there's no butterflies in sight. And then all of a sudden one would appear and land on her. And people would come up to my child. I know Grandma Marion blessed her. And, and because Grandma Marion blessed her, or him now. And my child has grown up to be a very blessed person. Even though bad things have happened, um, she always, he always lands on his feet. And when my kid was still a baby, one day um, someone handed her a teddy bear out of nowhere. Walked into a grocery store, handed her a teddy bear and said, this is for you. And then walked out of the grocery store. Another time walked up to her at the lake when she was walking around the lake when she was just four years old and said, these are for you. The lady appeared out of nowhere, handed her a bouquet of flowers, said, these are for you, my dear. God bless you. God is always with you. And then as they were looking at the flowers and looking down, they turned back and looked and that person had disappeared. People came up to my kid every week and gave her gifts, toys, flowers, blessings saying you are a spiritual master you are powerful you command the spiritual attention of a saint or a master I've had people tell me your kid in Sedona people came up to me and said this is an avatar like yeah it could be (laughs) my kid's got a lot of power a lot more spiritual intelligence than I do and grandma Marion recognized that in my kid I do too my kid's a good kid I miss my kid. Can you tell it's been almost a year since my kid left home? (laughs) My kid's in California and I'm in Ecuador. The great changes are coming to the planet. We had to be in two different places to help. Even though my kid is just not really uh, actively doing it. I think his presence is actively doing it. You know what I mean? And it's the same for all of us. We all just have a piece of the puzzle. We're all avatars and masters in the making. (laughs) <laughs> but um, Grandma Marion was a very special person. And by the way, the teddy bear that was given to my daughter was a May bear. And, and there was like these bears that had the month on them. They were like a knockoff of Beanie Babies. And it was a, like, I think it was, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't. It, maybe it was, a, it was a September bear. It was a September bear. <laughs> And she really loved this bear and she carried it everywhere. And we, I went to the dentist once and this lady said, oh my God, you have the September bear and you can only get these bears if you win them out of the claw machines. 
And this lady from behind the desk, she said, wait a minute, you have the September bear. My daughter was born in September and I've been looking for the September bear. Look, I have the March bear. And my daughter said, well, that's because this bear is for your daughter and that bear is for me. I was born in March. And they traded bears. And then they were both very, very happy. And her daughter got her September bear. And she said, yeah, my, my daughter told me that the person with the March bear will come in. So I have to hold on to the September bear. I mean, I have to hold on to the March bear until the September bear comes so we can exchange. And she said, this has been on my desk for like nine months. And my, and my youngest said, well, yeah, that's because we had to exchange. Another time my, my daughter said, mom, I really want today to have some cookies and in the mailbox today, I want you to get these cookies out of the mailbox. I want you to get the peanut butter ones that made with the, the, um, forks, the, the fork tracks on top. And I want the, um, uh, peanut butter. No. Yeah. The peanut butter chocolate chip cookies and the chocolate chip cookies with the nuts. And she told me like all these different kinds of cookies. I went, well, you know what, honey, if those are in the mailbox, then I'm definitely going to share them with you as long as I get some. And she said, of course, mommy, let's go, let's go get dressed. We get to the mailbox and every single cookie she described to me was in that mailbox. But the mail had only gotten there minutes before. She had no way of knowing. I don't know if Grandma Marion blessed my kid with second sight. If my kid was born with it, probably I have it. Her father had it. You could never buy him a present that he didn't know was what was in the box ever. <laughs> but my kid knew what was in that mailbox. I had, I had asked for these cookies and nobody knew except for the guy I asked them like, and these were uh, health food cookies. I was going to try to get my local health food stores to carry them. I asked for samples. Ooh, you could do that. There's a secret. <gasps> the cookie secret. <laughs> if you find something that you like, a product, and then it's not carried somewhere else, you just tell the company, I want this other store to carry it. Can you send me samples so I can bring it to the manager? Which I did. And as and 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 as a help to the guy, but also a secret surprise to um, my friend Amber, I had the same cookies delivered to her mailbox. She was so scared. How did these cookies randomly show up in my mailbox? And even though they're really good, who ordered them? So she had to backtrack, and she called me. She's like, "Did you order these?" Co-? I'm like, "Of course I did." A, you're a gourmet chef. B, you live in a place full of health food stores. And see who doesn't want a dozen free cookies. And she went, oh my God, these cookies were like $3 cookies. So <laughs> it's like when $40 of the cup cookies just arrive in your, in your door, you know, it's a little scary and weird at first, but she's like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. Yeah, I did. Maybe I pulled a fast one a little bit, but I did. I talked to my local health food stores and I told people to carry them in my local grocery store. I don't think they did because they were too expensive, but it was pretty cool. So <laughs> I don't know. I feel that Grandma Marion blessed me and blessed my life. And she put things in place that would help facilitate my rapid spiritual growth after her death. And it started with my working for God at night to the point at which I am a shaman now. 
she was a very special person. I just wanted her to be remembered. And this now concludes the end of my Grandma Marion series. I hope you guys have enjoyed these wild and wacky and crazy stories. This is just part of my Heyoka crazy wisdom. Her story has become a part of my story. And now that you've heard it, it's become a part of your story. Feel free to share and tell everybody you know about these stories. The ones that will resonate with you. Pass along to your family and friends who would resonate with these stories as well. I just wanted to thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being my listener. If you have any comments or questions or ideas for future shows, I have a space open on Saturday. I might come up with a new series. If you have that idea, God will work through you and you will write me at metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com. So I love you guys. I love you so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being my listener. And thank you to my supporters and to my sponsor. I am so grateful that I have the way and means to bring this to the world. All of my stories, all my wisdom. I just, every day I wake up, I can hardly sleep. I wake up too early. I go to bed too late. I can't sleep. I'm so excited about bringing my passion to you through my stories, my Heyoka lightning shaman stories. So I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here with all my love. I am now signing off with peace and love and joy and the high vibes of the Holy fifth dimension until next time. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.